For most people, conflict is about fighting about the fact that we're fighting. So they're not right. even fighting about the actual problem or the root or what's going on. They're just yeah. fighting because they're fighting. And now they're so upset good. that they're upset and it continues to be a cycle. And now they don't even know what they were fighting about. And right. in a marriage, it continues to compound or in a business, it leads to uh, attrition or people creating a toxic culture, what have you. And so yeah. what I like about our confrontation and what we know about the Enneagram and what we know about each other is when we fight and we get into it, we're able to go directly to the roots of the things, given what you know about me as a type eight and what I know about you as a type one. And we can actually address the thing beneath the thing beneath the thing. Mm -hmm. Because in our conflict, if we weren't able to address that, we'd be here for another 45 minutes or we just have to say like, we can't talk anymore. <laughs> we got to deal with it. So I like that. That's what it means to accelerate relationships and accelerate results. Mm -hmm. Because we had something that we needed to get done today, right? We had a mission. Yeah. We had an objective. It's not about us. And we may have had tension. And then through our understanding, we worked through it. And now we're back at it. Here we go. <laughs> On the podcast. <laughs> Welcome back. To more than numbers, Enneagram for business, you're jumping in mid-conversation and I'll let Lamar explain slightly what's happened before this podcast. It is just Lamar and I today and I'm, I'm honest, I'm going to be honest, I'm so happy that it's just you and I talking today because our guests have been awesome. Uh, we've had some awesome guests that have taught us a lot. Hopefully you listeners, I know through the listenership and the subscribers that people are enjoying it. But man, Lamar, I'm just glad to sit here and talk a little bit. So catch the people up on uh, what we just went through and how we apply what we're talking about. We're not just trying to yeah. sell you on this. We're living it. We're applying it. It's impacting us. Yeah, man. No, I'm super excited, too, that it's just you and I. We've had amazing guests come through left and right. We've been able to ask tons of great questions and lots of learning opportunities. So when we originally started the podcast, I had asked, Hey, Keanu, what have you learned lately? Which was a very general question. And as a type eight, uh, I should have known to be more specific, uh, less general. In my mind, didn't feel inauthentic, but I can see how from his lens, it doesn't seem authentic at all. So Keanu took the time and from my lens felt like to correct me. And as a type one, I'm already very harsh on myself because I think I'm very thoughtful with everything that I say. So then when I make a mistake and someone points it out and it was under my radar, it feels like a personal attack. So Keanu and I had a little bit of a back and forth banter that we had a, a great learning opportunity on. And I think that there was both opportunities uh, for me to ask a better question, for him to respond in a way that wouldn't send my stomach into my throat and want to give him a right hook through the monitor. <laughs> uh, but either way, <laughs> through it all, uh, Keanu made a really good point about the fact that because we understand each other, because we've accelerated the relationship, we didn't just fight without a reason. You know, we, we fought to understand each other and explain our points and live with the results from there. So right. we ended up laughing about it and, and having a, a good time. But now we're back and we wanted to let you know that nothing's perfect. And we, too, dropped the ball in our communication as well. Did yeah. I get that right? Oh, man, absolutely. That was perfect, Lamar. That was a um, very perfect statement. And <laughs> it was right and it was good and you're good. 
<laughs> the sad thing is that even though you even though you're like kind of being somewhat sarcastic about it, it still made me feel good. And that makes me mad. <laughs> right. Right. Well, because it's, it's how you're wired. And for those of you that don't understand, right. uh, you yeah. know, a, a fulfillment or a desire and what a type one pursues as being good and right and those things. So I didn't mean to say it. I really was saying, man, that was perfect because it was, but then I caught myself and I'm like, man, here's an opportunity to poke some fun to say like, no, it was good. It was right. You're good. Um, because it's the same in the same way, you know, it, it does speak to who we are at our core. Yeah. And it's so fun that we were able to jump into this and get into our own little bit of tension to navigate it because we're not just out here peddling this and trying to tell people, Hey, use this. It'll help because it's, it's our business really, honestly, I'm at a point in our business now where if somebody doesn't happen to work with us and it's, I'll, I'm, thank God it's few, far and few between. If somebody doesn't work with us, I'm at the point with the conviction and what we do that I'm really upset that they didn't get the opportunity. I'm not upset that it impacted us, that we didn't gain the client or we didn't gain the account or the partnership or what have you. I'm more so upset because man, you, you really missed out on an opportunity here. So in the same way, you know, we believe in it. We have that conviction because it's so deeply impacted us. It's impacted our marriages. It's impacted our friendship. It's impacted our business. Dave Ramsey says the only ship that doesn't sail is a partnership. So Dave Ramsey doesn't do partnerships. Um, but I've also heard from really great mentors, great business owners, ones that I'm close with and ones that I admire from afar that say the only way is a partnership. So that has a lot to do with a person's own experience and mentality, right? But for me, I wouldn't start a business without a partnership, period. Now part owner of four businesses and they're all partnerships, possibly a fifth. So, you know, they're all partnerships because we all bring something to the table. And I can't help but imagine how many people, Lamar, as we're recording this right now, how many people in their businesses, in their workplace, they had tension because someone was misunderstood and someone wasn't heard or someone didn't yeah. feel valued or seen or whatever. And they, that just impacted the rest of their day, possibly the rest of their week and how right. much time and money is lost because now that person is not focusing on what they need to be doing for the organization, for the mission or what have you. They're thinking about all that tension and right. they're not looking forward to coming to work. And that's a slippery slope because we all exist in patterns. And so it takes one time, one person, one conflict, one tension, just one yep. to get stuck and lodged in a person's mind. Yep. Then they continue to relive it. And then yep. before you know it, they're leaving the company and it all stemmed from that thing. So yeah. I don't know, maybe we talk about conflict resolution today, but either way, I mean, just imagine where would we be if we didn't have this understanding of each other and you know, where Seriously. would that conversation have gone? No, it's like, I think, first of all, knowing that you and I have a different lens means so much. Because before that, I felt like if someone didn't see it my way, then they were kind of crazy or something happened to them to make them think completely opposite of what they should have. Right. But now that I've been exposed to this, it's like, no, certain people just literally see the world in this way and they can't help it in the same way that I do. And it's not my way. Yeah. And that led me to want to understand you better, but also try to communicate in the way that you do. Right. And also by having an understanding of like the ultimate fulfillment uh, from each type, just being able to say a sentence and genuinely mean it uh, to speak to that person's personality means so much. Like when you, even though I was joking about you halfway sarcastic, like it really did feel good for you to say that regardless of where it came from. Now, maybe for you, right. because you value so much authenticity, you can probably 
see when someone's BSing with you, but I feel led to say to you right now that you know that you and I have been through tough times. Like we've had our ups, we've had our downs, like we've complained, we fought, like we've celebrated all different types of things. And so you know that I'm loyal to you, right? So you know that I'm always going to have your back. It might not look the way that you want it to, but ultimately like I'm not, like I'm not going anywhere. Like I'm not leaving you. On yeah. top of that, I want you to look so powerful on this podcast. I don't wanna get in your way by being so specific in your thinking because there's so many great things that if I just open a can of Keanu, you're gonna get something great out of it. So the challenge is how broad can I be so that Keanu can go wherever he wants to be and be his self or try to keep him in a, in a cage and like when really there's probably somewhere over here that we could have gone. Right. Yeah, that's so true because it goes back into, again, what a type eight values. And, you know, we, this is where we don't have a one size fits all solution where you can just read this and now you know how to navigate every person because Lamar right. and I know each other very much so in depth. Uh, I've been coaching with the Enneagram now for uh, over well over a year and Lamar has begun to coach with it as well. So we know, right? But situations vary and every situation and the different things that we're facing, the different things that we're encountering, they change. So that's yeah. where other personality assessments, they tell you what a person tends to do. Mm -hmm. And we know that in the Enneagram as well, it gives us good insight into what a person does, but even deeper than that, it tells you why. So mm -hmm. the situations may vary. However, we're rooted in this why, what we avoid, what we pursue, what we desire, and then what we struggle with. We can go back to those things and reverse engineer it and trace it back to what's going on now. And that's where a lot of personality tools, they just don't have that. And again, yeah. if every leader every team member had that we could do that because again now i see that the thing that you did in asking me hey what have you been learning lately it actually gave me room to move about the cabin however mm -hmm. right this situation today is different from yesterday and yeah. we just get to continue to navigate those things but but again uh you know we we really have such a great tool and a great great insight in just being able to address the things for what they really are why they really happen and then just continue to move forward uh, because yeah. we, we, we have stuff to accomplish, but yeah, man, it was really cool to, even for you to hear, like for me to hear you say, I, I don't want to get in your way. I want to be able to just open you up and unleash you on the world. Right. Which is like how I wake up every morning. <laughs> like when I get out of bed, like I swear my mindset is like, it's, it's, it's go time, you know? And, uh, you know, so for you to even say like, I want, you know, I want you to be powerful in this. I want to unleash you. It's like, all right, this is great. Like I, I know where that motive was, but you know, what's interesting is that Let's say, for example, if that conflict would have continued or compounded, the one that you and I just faced, yeah. on my side, my fears aren't as instantaneous. Type eights aren't as instantaneous. Mm -hmm. It's more so a, a lag because for you, that not being good or right or all the different things that I, that I poked at there in our conflict, it was yeah. right then and there. For yeah. me and type eights, type eights are energized by conflict. So yeah. I'm not going to feel it in the moment. I'm actually going to be fired up and excited that we're going at it to a degree. <laughs> yeah. What's going to happen for a type eight, and this is a negative thinking trap for type eights, is if we were to then get off the call and go our own ways, mm. something that's going to settle in, whether now or tomorrow or in the very near future, I know it'll be in the near future, is I think I just damaged that, ruined it. They're going to walk mm. away from me, right? Wow. Because eights have that fear of betrayal. And so that's one thing that is typically not 
a conscious thought for most type eights. Yeah. They don't realize it and what'll happen. And I know this because I've, I existed in this pattern for a long time. If I hurt someone or I did something wrong or I thought something was my fault, I would walk away from that. And in the back of my mind, I know now mm. I was thinking they're going to hurt me. They're going to leave me. They're going to abandon me. They're going to betray me. Yeah. So I would then start taking action to actually get rid of them or remove them from my life. Yeah. And that's where I saw a lot of relationships get ruined and, and even friendships because I thought, all right, they're going to hurt me now. or They're going to abandon me because I hurt them. You see how mm. I'm creating the very thing that I fear the most. And right. you see that with the Enneagram, everyone creates the thing that they fear the most. So right. I was afraid of being betrayed. And then I would hurt people to the point where they would walk away. And then I would say, see, they betrayed me. I told mm -hmm. you, I knew it. Right. Um, and it, it, it's just so crazy how powerful our minds are. We don't even realize it and how we, we inadvertently become our own worst enemy. We create the thing we fear the most. And that's yeah. what makes me passionate about what we do and you know what I believe has carried us through and why I believe that we have a purpose for what we do is right. that there are so many things that are against people right now as it is. I don't want to see people be their own worst enemy. You have en uh, enough enemies out there. You have yeah. enough that's trying to tear you down. To and you know what that made me, um, you know what that made me think was uh, uh, as you were talking about like how it's not a thing in the moment is in, I could be wrong on this, but it made me think of defense mechanisms uh, of a type eight, right? Isn't that, isn't it denial, right? It's, denial. Um, so in the, cause when I think of a defense mechanism, a defense mechanism just happens very quickly. You can't really control it. It's your instant response to whatever causes the defense mechanism to show up. And so right. when you talked about like, I'm not thinking about like being betrayed in that moment, it, is it the defense mechanism showing up immediately? And then later on, that's when you realize that like, oh crap, what, what have I done? Because the defense mechanism kind of blinds you from what's going on in that moment. Yes, yes, and yes, and yes. So there's yes to that part. And then yes to the fact that because the defense mechanism is denial, it can also be that they don't even think about it as if it never happened. Mm. So I didn't hurt you. Lamar should get over it. Suck yeah. it up. On the right. boss, right? All that de totally destructive behavior. Just <laughs> right, right, right. Irritates me because that was me, right? <laughs> Gets me so mad. So it's one of two things, either the denial of the situation in the moment for sure, and then it surfaces and the fear of betrayal creeps in and then it ruins relationships yeah. or denial altogether. And then now it just never happened. So mm. to read the actual uh, example from our assessment results for a type eight denial, the defense mechanism section, to maintain and present a strong exterior, type eights must de deny the reality that they are vulnerable and susceptible to being harmed, controlled, and at the mercy of injustice like everyone else. Mm -hmm. By denying weakness, they view themselves as invincible and capable to confidently control their life. They are confident because of this ability to use denial. They also deny, forget, or completely ignore unpleasant things. Type eights may deny they were hurtful or insensitive to mm. others or that they were themselves hurt because they have not allowed themselves to remember or even recognize that it occurred. Wow. That crazy. What if I didn't have that information? Yeah. Very specifically. <laughs> yeah. Like it blows my mind. The curse of knowledge is such a real thing. Cause sometimes I'm like, you know, because business is tough. People are going to say no, what have you, like I said, but I just think about the fact that like, man, this is so impactful for someone to know this is my defense mechanism. Mm -hmm. This is happening when I'm angry, sad, hurt, upset, what have you. And not to say this is what we don't want. 
strong, strong disclaimer right now. Don't take the information that something like the Enneagram provides and say, well, that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm just in denial, Lamar. I'm in denial. Deal with it. That is not the point. It's almost like, because we're Christians, we're believers, you don't go on sinning and believing that grace may abound, right? Paul said, you don't say, well, well, Jesus forgave all my sins, so I'm going to continue to do it because I know I'm forgiven. That's not it. That's not the case, Yeah. right? So it's just interesting. You, I'm glad we have this information, but you have to take it. You have to apply it and say, this is the default, but this is not who I am mm-hmm. meant to be. That's why the podcast is more than numbers. We believe yeah. in, in what this assessment provides. We've made a business out of oh. it. We've impacted many. We've saved marriages. We've even actually had gospel conversations through what this has provided. We've grown businesses. We've established teams. I believe and, that in some cases, and I won't share the specific examples, saved some lives of people yeah. that were really at the end of their rope. Yeah. And so that's where it's like, all right, we, we have, this, have this tool, but you are so much more than a number. We believe in it. Yeah. However, don't, don't just say this is it. This is more so a base foundation understanding so you can grow into who you're meant to be. Yep, 100%. And I think we weren't, I don't even know if we were thinking about this when we said more than numbers, but you know, the very first thing that God commands is uh, that God commanded to the Israelites in his, in his commandments were uh, have no other God but me. And that includes yourself, right? right? I think that this tool can be used to help you understand God and his plans for you, but also it can be used to elevate your position to where you feel like I can justify everything that I do as if I am God. And I don't think that people do that uh, intentionally, but subconsciously you very much can. And so that's why I do think, you know, why more than numbers is so great, because if it's not, if you're not more than a number, if you are the number, then that makes you the person that makes you above everyone else. And that that's, that's, that's where we face danger. So I love what you say about not using this to say, Oh, well, it's because I'm this, that's why I'm that. And like, I have nothing to work on. It's just how I'm always going to be. Then that's, that's not, you know, that's, that's putting yourself in a position where you're not supposed to be at all. Right. Something that I had a a coaching session with one of my reps uh, earlier this week that I came to me, I thought it'd be, cool to, to share on the podcast. Yeah, go ahead. Um, you and I had talked about uh, yesterday, actually, uh, internal drivers and how they're always going to exist. The rep that I'm, the rep that I'm coaching uh, is a type six. Uh, so he values security, values support and guidance, hates being blamed, hates being targeted, uh, hates being, uh, avoids fear itself. And so he had his internal drivers had been pushing him down to being mediocre because he was too busy thinking about everything that's to worry about reaching his maximum potential. And he was attracted to the security of what he currently is at, which is not his full potential. So Kian, I would love to hear you speak to our listeners about ways that people can use their internal drivers because they're always going to exist to keep them from pushing them down towards un, towards being mediocre and using that to push them towards their full potential. Do you get what I'm saying when I ask that question? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's learning how to leverage that understanding. And it goes well with what we were talking about, right? With, with figuring out how can you leverage this and grow instead of just using it as an excuse. 
And yeah. just to give a little bit of context, Lamar is, uh, he develops other financial advisors. He was a successful uh, financial advisor, built his own practice for five years. And now he's transitioned to growing other advisors, financial advisors, financial representatives and growing their businesses. So when he says he's coaching a rep, he's helping others build their business. So with that being said, these internal drivers, every type has something they avoid and that they pursue. And on the assessment results, you can find the assessment, truestrategy.info. You would find out per your Enneagram type, what you subconsciously avoid and what you pursue. And it's a conversation of what you want most versus what you want now. So mm. Lamar called me, I was in the middle of my workout yesterday. I remembered cause he was super excited about sharing that. And I was super <laughs> pumped for him as well as he's coming into his own right as a coach. And he's always been a great coach, but to apply the Enneagram, it's really cool. But that rep was afraid of being abandoned and not having security or really being neglected or rejected, excuse me, on making phone calls, right? Big part of the business. Don't pick up the phone. You don't get paid period. But Lamar brought into understanding that, hey, you can face this now or you can face it later by not reaching your potential and not becoming who you were meant to be in this business. So choose, right? And so, and, and Lamar was much more tactful as a much longer conversation, but ultimately, and it made me realize that how all, all of the types, you can actually leverage that same thought to say, all right, you, this may feel like this now, but it's going to feel like that 100 fold later if you continue to avoid it in this way again because you create the thing that you're trying to avoid you create the thing that you fear most and i thought about it as a type eight for me i was thinking about when i have anxiety about picking up the phone or calling somebody uh, much better about it now because like i said if you don't answer i mean it's tough for you but when i remember that place it's a very anxious place even as a type eight i was afraid of that rejection, which to me equaled being powerless or vulnerable or weak or left at the mercy of injustice. Because if someone can tell me no and just hang up on me, which has happened, then now I'm weak, right? Mm. So I can, I'm afraid of that. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to pick up the phone. Or I can face the being weak and powerless and vulnerable and left at the mercy of injustice if my business failed if I yeah. didn't realize my true potential, if I didn't walk in my true purpose. Yeah. And so we, we have to compare those and we can really look at that for all types. We can look at it as well for, let's say a type seven, they don't wanna be limited. They don't wanna be trapped. So if you tell them, hey, pick up the phone, this is what you gotta do to build the business. They're gonna say, I feel limited, I feel trapped. Okay, you can feel limited and trapped now and face it. Or you can be limited and trapped later when all you can do is take on a salary job because you can't be who you were meant to be. Right? You yeah. can't walk in your true purpose. And not to say that having a salaried position or you know whatever, being an employee, that's not a bad thing, but some people are built for more. And it really, you know, you know what's inside of you. You know how you are built. You know how you are wired. And it's not about what someone else wants for you. It's about what you know you were built for, what you were made for. So I really love that, Lamar, because I think it's practical. Someone can take that right now and say, all right, what am I trying to avoid and what am I pursuing? Can I trade what I want now versus what I want most? What I want most is to see X. Yep. What I want now is to be comfortable. And it's the same. It's the workout conversation, right? It's, it's all the same thing. Like, but we're able to get more granular with it and actually become more targeted with it because it's the, uh, you know, that meme that says, you know, divorce is hard. Marriage is hard. Like choose your hard, right? Uh, <laughs> eating right is hard. Being unhealthy is hard. Choose which hard. 
So in the same way, the Enneagram helps us to apply that more specifically to each person and really get to the root of why a person doesn't do what they know they should do or why they do what they know they should do and, and continue to, to add value in that way. Gosh, I think it was, uh, I love that when we were talking about that yesterday about um, choose which hard you want. And a lot of that with our internal drivers, it's so subconscious, like it just happens. We don't think about it. And I say this quote all the time and I always forget who the heck it's from. You know what quote I'm talking about. It's the one about the subconscious. Until you make the subconscious uh -huh. conscious. I quote. Yeah, yes. yeah. Until you make the subconscious conscious, it will control your life and you will call it fate. Ooh. Carl like, Jung. He was Carl a, Jung. Was That's what it is. Carl Jung. Until, um, while Lamar writes that down, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. Ugh. And that's what these internal drivers are. You will continue to trade what you want today for what you most want. It happens over and over and over again. Oh, I'm going to look bad. Oh, I'm going to look weak. Oh, I'm going to feel insecure here. Oh, this isn't fun. It's all but for a moment. It's all but for a moment. Uh, and I just love how this all just circles back to the teachings of the Bible, because the Bible has been saying these things that we say for thousands of years, and it's still so relevant. Absolutely. Fix your thoughts on things that are eternal, not things that are temporary. All right. Your pain right now is temporary. And even though your long term goals, those aren't eternal, but it's closer to eternal than your current temporary feeling. That's right. Man. Hey, this was a good episode today. Yeah. Hey, this let us know. Let us know if you missed this just Lamar and Keanu talk. Uh, let us know if you really like the guests. Hey, we're here to serve you and we like to talk. So either way, uh, you know, let us know in, in the reviews or again, as always, you can email us info at truestrategy.info. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your questions. Reach out to us. Even if you aren't in a place right now where you can work with us, we understand that. Is this something that you that you budget for or is it something we have to work towards, right? And uh, that's okay if it's not something that you budget for as far as the development and the work that we do with teams or individuals, but you can still be heard. You can still be valued. Email us your questions, email us your thoughts and let us know. Do you want more of this? Do you want more guests? Do you want to balance? You know, do you want Lamar and I to actually get into an argument on, I mean, cause all we have to do is press record on any number of our conversations. <laughs> you will see a live argument for sure. You definitely will. Uh, I also want to add too is that we now have coaching opportunities open. We've had it for a while, but now we're in full cycle. So if you want to learn how to apply Enneagram to business and become a coach yourself, also email info at truestrategy.info. That's right. Hey, we're opening it up now. We have eight coaches uh, that we've ran through and you know we're sitting at a good amount of, of coaches that are trained and getting ready to go. And Hey, we're ready to open it up to you all as well. If you're, if you have that coach's heart to develop people, uh, Lamar has done great things with our coaching program and yeah, reach out to us. We'd love to meet you. This y'all know what it is. Another episode, more than numbers, Enneagram for business. <laughs> Catch you guys next time.